great day. Blessings to you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Behind the Eye of Kai with your host, Kaixa Rodriguez, aka Diamond Butterfly. Make sure you tell a friend and bring a friend. And come on back every Monday at 11.30 a.m. to 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Join me for some hot, candid, informational, and entertaining, sometimes funny, witty conversation about everything under the sun, from music to food to love and laughter, business, and maybe we'll just ramble and chit-chat sometimes. I'm glad to have you. I hope you enjoy the show. Let's go. tongues only our bodies understand the language of a forbidden land the language of a forbidden land champagne and slow music are usual to set the mood but not tonight not tonight i have something different in store for you something different for you open the door my body is yours to explore you hold the master key you're all I want and need I'm all yours Let your clothes hit the floor Been on my mind all day Whatever you want, it's okay I'm fresh out the shower, still glistening Body dripping from the water Body's dripping. Legs shaking with anticipation Your skin on my skin your hands on my thighs, your lips on my lips, caressing me. Feeling your eyes, you've won my body eternally. No need to be discreet, enter me, feel me, control me, thrill me. Hands on my waist, hold me in place, I accept all of you. Take your time, we have all night Slow and steady, boy, please, this body right Overcome with emotion, explosions emerge My pity is burning, the sheets are so soft I'm ready for round two, but I'm awakened It was just a dream Damn, I hate reality Hey, hey, butterflies. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Behind the Eye of Kai. And I am your host, Kaixa Rodriguez, aka Diamond Butterfly. Welcome to the show. I appreciate you for taking time out of your busy, hectic day. Or if you're just lounging around, I thank you for popping on and chatting with me. I appreciate you so very much. So we are here. Like I said, this is Behind the Eye of Kai on the Trailblazers Radio Network right here, no matter where you are watching from, whether it's YouTube, whether it's Facebook, anywhere <laughs> that you might be watching from. I appreciate you for taking time out of your day and um, giving me a couple of minutes of your time. We got the grandbaby with us again today. So 
Um, I am not quite sure how long she's going to stay quiet. She is kind of waking up right now, but that's okay. Cause we're going to just keep going until she is fully awake and then I'll pick her up. <laughs> but in the meantime, in between time, let me get here's just a hot second. And in the meantime, um, if you didn't remember, if you didn't see, maybe you're just joining in and you didn't get to see what the conversation is going to be about today, I decided um, we could talk about a couple of things today. Um, one is I, I, I named the show Love and Desire. One, because I figured that might get you guys in to kind of say, ooh, Love and Desire, what's she talking about? And if I'm looking over to the side, like I'm really trying not to... I'm looking at myself in the thing. My camera's up here. And if I look at myself, I'm seeing that it makes it look like I'm looking this way. So I'm going to try to look up here at the at the little webcam. And um, Coco wants to say hi. You know, she always wants to say hi to you guys. Say hi. They're, they're over there. Say hi. No, you just want me to pick you up. She's so spoiled. Say, there you go. Say hi, boo-boos. Say hi. Can you let go of my necklace, though? Can you like go the necklace? Okay, that's all she wants. Um, so I decided love and desire, it is the topics. It definitely is the topics of discussion. I figured we would talk about too. So what I wanted to talk about was how as parents or grandparents or caretakers, um, foster parents, if you have children in your wake, and they are your responsibility, how do we teach our children about love? You know, how do we do that? How do we teach our children um, how to love, how to receive love, how they ought to be loved? You know what I mean? How do, how do we teach them that? Let me just share this real quick. And... Um, so I was wondering that, you know, as parents, I often say, you know, do, what do I say? <laughs> what do I say? I say, um, show by example is, is what I like to say. Don't, don't tell me to do what you say, but that you're doing something different, right? Um, ah trying to talk and type at the same time because I don't want any dead, dead airspace. Um, you know, so how do we do that? How do we teach them how to love, how to be loved? How do we, how do we teach them that? Um, so that was what I wanted to know today. That was what I wanted to get your input on. How do you teach, if you're parents, how do you teach your children how to love? How do you teach your children how to um, how to be loved, how to share love, how to um, accept love from others? You know, how is it okay to, you know, say, nah, this is not how I want to be loved. This is not my love language. Do you know about love languages? And how do you, you can let him out. You can let him out. Um, sorry, the puppy is like, listen, I've been in this crate a little bit too long. There's too much stuff going on in the house. I want to be out. Um, so, you know, how, how, how do you do that? How do you do that? How do you, you know, say, um, listen, not how do you say, how do you teach your children that? That's what I wanted to say. How do you teach your children that? How do you make it okay for them to know that, they have a right to say 
how they how they need to be loved because everybody doesn't need to be loved the same way. Everybody's love language is different. You know what I mean? Everybody's love language is different. I need to get this off my screen. I can look at that later. Things are just going haywire right now, y'all. Give me a second. <laughs> I've got all these things popping up and I'm like, stop it, stop it. Um, <laughs> all these things are popping up all over my screen. Okay. Um, everybody's love language is different. And as children, they, of course, do not know what their love language is because they are just developing that. But as parents, I think we kind of have a, a, um, a hand into what a child's love language turns into. Um, for me, mine's, my love language is cooking. My love language is doing for others, sometimes to my detriment because I am a yes person. I, I, I love to be needed. You can come on in and use it, Javi. Um, I love to be needed. I don't know if that makes it my love language, but I also love, so my reciprocation of you being in need and giving, um, helping you is my love language. I love cooking. Um, so cooking really is my major love language. You know, that's my major love language um, is cooking for others, doing for others, showing that I, you know, helping you. You know, but feeding you is my major love language. That's my major love language. And that didn't, unfortunately, that did not come from my, my parents. Um, they did not, that's not something that was instilled in me through them. Um, I would say probably more being needed. But like I said, to my detriment because I just, I do and 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 I do. And I don't take time for self. Self-care is very, very important. You got to take care of yourself. You definitely want to make time to take care of yourself because as I'm learning, as I get older, if you are on E and you're still trying to pour, like we wouldn't try to drive our car with like a quarter of a quarter of a quarter of a tank of gas and then try to go to New York like I live in Massachusetts. So I won't be trying to go to New York on a quarter tank of gas, right? I'm going to make sure that my car has got an oil change. I'm going to make sure that the tires are good. I'm going to make sure all of this stuff is working before I try to do anything. Go even going back and forth to work. You know, you got to make sure that you keep your car in tip top shape because that's your transportation, right? That's how you get to do the things that you do. So my body, my mind, my spirit, my soul, all that stuff is how I get to give my love language. I, that's how I get to cook for others. That's how I get to do for others. So I need to make sure that I am in good shape. I need to make sure that I take time to do some stuff for me. The problem is that that stuff was not instilled in me. That that part of self-care, that part of, no, it's okay to say no, that part of um, taking care of yourself. What was instilled in me was you come second and you got to take care of everybody else first. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what I do. <laughs> so how do we teach our children that a healthy mindset of love? How do we teach our children boundaries? How do we teach them that it's okay to say, I don't like what you're doing that, that doesn't work for me and not feel bad about it. How do we teach our children that? 
How do you teach your children that? We um we tell them, you know, people always say stranger danger. If somebody's not doing something, you can say no, but that's just words. How do you instill that in them? I was watching and I can never remember. I always want to write down the show that I watch when I see these things. I'm always thinking that I want to watch these. Um, um, <clears throat> write down the name of the show so that I can, you know, give credit to where I got this idea from. But I will find it and I will make sure that I do that. Um, it was on. Instagram, I think. I think I watched it from Facebook and Facebook took me to Instagram. So that's like where I got it from. And I finally did actually like the page, but I don't remember where I got it from, <laughs> unfortunately. So um, and I was trying to see like if I was going through my Instagram now just to see like, you know, sometime maybe somebody might comment on your comment. So maybe I could go back to it. But I don't know. I don't see it. Anyway, um, so somebody, a guy had asked um, if this particular group of people were also teaching men how to be loved because everybody's always talking about women and, you know, stuff like that. So was there something that was teaching men how to be loved? And I was like, that's a really good idea. You know, a really good thought. How do you teach your sons how to be loved? Like how to show love, how to display love? Um and it got me to thinking because we always talk about men as, as adult women. We talk about men that they're closed off, that they're silent. They don't express their emotions. Um, but yet when we have children, we have little boys. What are we telling our little boys? The two don't match up, right? We want as adults. Sorry, I have this piece of hair somewhere in my face and it's driving me crazy. Um, as adult women or men, we want partners that are open, that are vulnerable, that will tell us when they're upset, that will tell us tell us what's wrong with them, that, you know, have an open dialogue with us. But then as children, we teach our sons crying is not manly, suck it up. You know, if you fall, you know, just get over it. You're a man. You, you know, you just got to power through it. Um, we don't give them a safe space to, and I'm being general, so I'm not saying every parent does this. Um, we don't give them a safe space to express themselves. And we don't adequately teach young boys how to express themselves. We do a little bit better job with women. You know, they fall, oh, baby, well, you're okay. You know, boo-hoo-hoo, -hoo, you know, let me fix you. We do that with our girls. You know, we overly not even overly pamper. If, if I was to say overly pamper girls, I would say it's because we underly pamper boys. We think of, you know, like that mom that will say coddles her son is doing him a disservice. But when your daughter grows up, she's not going to want that man that can't adequately express his emotions because when he can't, say what he's feeling. He can't, it comes out in other ways and usually not in other good ways. It usually comes out as anger. It usually comes out um, in abusive type of ways. It usually comes out in men not knowing what to do with what they're feeling because they've never been told or taught that it's okay to have these feelings, one, and two, how to get them what they're feeling from the inside out. So they get easily mad. They um, 
a whole bunch of things. Y'all know, because we've all we've all dealt with it. And if men are being honest with themselves, they know themselves that they don't know how to adequately. Some of them, we won't we won't generalize. We'll try not to generalize. Some of them don't know how to adequately say what they're feeling. And, and a lot of women don't either. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that women have this magic key because a lot of us don't. I know I don't. A lot of times I don't, especially when I'm upset. If we're just having a random conversation, I can probably talk to you. If I'm mad, I can easily go from one to a hundred. Um, and that's not good. You know, that's not good for a man or a woman to snap like that. And when I get to a certain point, there is no shutting me down. There's no turning me off. I'm just going to keep going like until the steam is out of me. And a lot of that is because I hold things in as well. I don't talk about things when it's relevant right then and there. I wait. I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to get anybody upset. You know, I don't want to offend anybody. So I don't say anything. I just keep my mouth shut. I in the anger builds on the inside of me until one day, you know, like that pop, boof. And then if you're the person that, you know, that broke the camel's back, you get a whole lash of anger that probably has nothing to do with what we may have had a very, very small disagreement. And now I'm so upset over a whole bunch of stuff that now is being unleashed on you. It's like anger vomit. Like you're just getting all of this stuff that really, and you're just like, but all I did was leave the top off of the toothpaste and you're like reeling into me. Why? And both men and women can do this, which is why, and I like, I, which is why like in the description, I didn't make this specifically about men or about young boys. It's about both. I did just see a video. Um, I don't know if it was this morning or last night, also Facebook that turned into Instagram, but I don't know what page it was um, of a young, of a father. Um, the daughter had said he was a bad, bad parent the day before she was upset at him. And she's a little, little girl, maybe three, four, maybe five. Cause she was able to communicate well. And he was saying, you know, yesterday you called daddy a bad parent and that hurt my feelings. Why, why, what did I do that made you, why would you say I was a bad parent? And she was like, yeah, I was just really upset with you. I was really mad. Well, she said annoyed. I was just annoyed. And when I'm annoyed, I say things that I don't really mean. And then he, you know, came back and said, well, how can we fix this? Like, what can we do? What can daddy do to help you? What can you do so that the next time you're annoyed, you don't say something that you don't really mean? This is what I mean by this isn't about how to teach you how to love, but it does teach you how to interact with other people because you can't just lash out and say things that you don't mean just because you're upset and because you're angry. That's just not cool to do, you know, and then you want to be sorry, like sorry fixes everything, you know, because it doesn't. I'd be like, you know, hey, let me punch you in the face and then say sorry. And now tell me if your face stopped hurting. It didn't, right? Your face didn't stop hurting because I magically said sorry. And some people want when you say sorry for everything to go back to normal now. Like I said, sorry, so you shouldn't be mad no more. You shouldn't be upset anymore. Everything should be roses. And otherwise, why am I saying sorry? Like, well, if you're you're saying you're sorry or you apologize for the action, if you're only saying sorry because you don't want any repercussions, you don't want any type of feelings or anything 
to be seen that somebody is upset with you, then you're not really sorry because every action has a reaction. Every negative action, even some positive actions have consequences and consequences aren't always a bad thing. They It resonates in us with a negative outcome, but consequences are just the results of an action. Those are the consequences. That's the result of an action. We say consequences usually with, with something negative, but it's not always negative. It just means you did A and this is the result. This is the consequence. This is the result of whatever you did. You know, if you work really hard, the consequence is that you're probably going to succeed in life. You're probably going to get some things done because you you work hard and you work diligently towards the things that you want to do. So how do we teach our children that those same things, but when it comes to love, when it comes to, um, let's not even just say love, let's, let's just say how to interact with people and how to let people know this is how I expect you to react. Me and my husband, we were just talking um, and you know, there's the saying, treat people how you want to be treated. And I'm like, no, that's, that's not it. Don't treat people. It's not about treating people how you want to be treated. Because if that was the case, the saying would not be that you can, you cannot love a man to make him love you back. Right. Because if I treat you the way I want you to treat me, I should be able to treat you good. I should be able to cook. I should be able to clean. I should be nice to you and kind to you. And you are automatically going to do those things back. We all know that's a lie. That is not how it happens. That is not what it does. Otherwise, good women wouldn't get cheated on. Good men wouldn't get cheated on or be in abusive relationships or anything like that because it doesn't work. It's not about how I treat you. It's about how I teach you to, te to treat me. People treat us the way we allow them to, te to, tre to treat us. We teach people what we accept. And how, so how do we teach our children that it's okay to say, no, I don't like that. I don't like when you talk to me that way. You know, um, I don't like when you tell me you're going to do something and you don't do it. I'm not going to tolerate that. I'm not going to put up with that. This is what I expect. If you tell me A, I expect it to be A. And if it can't be A, I expect you to let me know and not just blow me off, right? They, they, they learn this by watching. You know, we can tell them every day until we are blue in the face that um, do this, do that, do this, do that, do this, do that. But if they don't see it in our day-to-day -day lives, if they don't see um, you exercising the very thing that you are telling them to do, how do they know it works? And then you become somebody who doesn't even live by the words that you're telling them to live by, right? If you say, treat people nice and be kind to people, but you're always cussing people out and you're always talking bad about people, well, you're saying two different things. So now you can't get mad when your child acts just like you. That's not what I told you to do, but it's what you showed me to do. You showed me better than you told me and people pay more attention to how you treat them, to what you show them than what you say. Because I can say all day long, I love you. I can say all day long, you're so important to me, but do my actions back that up? 
Do my actions back that up? And and everybody has a different understanding or a different expectation of what they think your action should be to show that you love me, right? Like somebody, one person might be, well, if you love me, you're going to do whatever I tell you to do. And whenever I need something, you're going to give it to me. That's how you show me you love me. If, if I call you and I need X, Y, and Z and you can't give it to me, then don't tell me that you love me. That could be one person's and your counter is um, no. <laughs> your counter would be, well, this is how I show love. This is how I, I answer your phone calls. I talk to you. I uplift you. You know, I, I'm there for your dreams and your goals. That's me. That's how I show you that I love you. Maybe it's not what you want. And then that person can decide if they want to be a part of that. That's a healthy relationship. That's a healthy communication. But if you're not communicating what you want and you're not communicating what you need and you're not communicating what you will not do or what you are willing to do, this is where it goes back to um, Tony and I talking about like talking. Back in our days, you talked to somebody, you got to know somebody, you laid everything on the line, put everything, all your cards on the table. This is what I want. This is what I want. This is what I'll do. This is what I'll do. Are we willing to work it out? Somebody has to teach you to be, to know it's okay to say what it is that you want so that you're not spending years and years and years just going with the flow. You have to be able to see. So that's why I say staying together for the kids is unhealthy because those kids do not see two parents in love. Those kids do not see two parents showing affection to each other. They may even know that mom and dad got a side partner. So now it's like, okay, mom and dad are married, but I know daddy got little Susie over there and I know mommy got little junior over there. So what are we doing here? Staying together for the kids is not a good thing. I mean, just think about it. Kids are not stupid. We think our kids are stupid. They're not stupid. They know what's going on, especially the older they get. They understand that half the time they be like, I wish they would just get divorced and move on. If y'all not going to work it out, why are y'all staying together? What What's the point? And then if you're broken up, how do y'all interact with each other? Does, does your son see you disrespecting your his mother? She may not be your girl anymore, but that's still his mother. So he's still watching how you talk to his mother talk about his mother when he's with you and she's not around? Are you still kind to her? Are you still respectful to her? Do you still treat her like the woman that gave you a son or a daughter? How do you talk about your child's father when they are not around, when they are in your presence? Your daughter, your son, is they're still learning. They're still watching what you do and seeing how the two of you interact. Y'all don't have to be together to show how people talk to each other, how y'all should still have some type of care for each other because y'all still have a child together. That's still your baby mama, your baby daddy, whatever you want to, however you want to call it, be civil to each other, especially when around the kids. And even when the kids are not around, you don't let somebody else disrespect your child's 
your son's mother. He's sitting right there, but your new girlfriend is talking all types of junk in his presence about his mother. And you, yep, mm-hmm, yep. What? What? So you just taught your son that it's okay to disrespect the mother of his child, his mother. Same thing with the father. I always said, let them make up their own decision. You don't got to say anything negative. It didn't work out with me and your dad. It didn't work out with me and your mom. That's it. They don't need to know no details. They don't need to know all of that. And then let them make their own decision on is dad or mom a good person? Is dad or mom you know, a bad, a bad, let them make their own decision. Do not try to influence them because God forbid dad is really trying to see the kids and mom is just keeping dad away from the kids. And that child finds that out later. We don't went off topic, but I'm just saying. <laughs> um, so let your children have a voice. Teach them how to use that voice. Teach them that it is okay. Like to to say yay or nay teach them to know what they like what they don't like do not tell them what they like and don't like like every child is different and they have a right to make up their own mind about what they like what they don't like because that's how they're going to learn to be able to distinguish that in the future so that then they can tell someone else what they like and what they don't like you know and stop making your kids eat a whole plate of food. Stop doing that. Sidebar, but stop doing that. Stop Stop filling their plates to the brim. I remember when we was young, there was no, I don't like this. I don't like that. You ate whatever mom put on, her, on your plate and you ate it all. And it led to a whole bunch of kids with a whole bunch of eating disorders. And, you know, come on. You putting stuff in front of kids that they don't, you know, they don't like it. So why you keep giving it to them? Why you keep, why? It's like we, we tell children they don't have any options, right? You cannot tell your parents, I don't like, I don't want, I don't want to do nothing because I'm the parent and you're going to do what I say, whether you like it or not. And, but what does that teach them about being an adult, right? When you take away their voice as a child and they're learning, you're, you're literally teaching them how to become adults. So if you take away their voice as a child, all the way up and you say you your only option is to do exactly what I tell you to do. You have no voice. You cannot be surprised when they turn into adults who don't have a voice or even or teenagers or whatever. Or that's why they lash out because they've never been allowed to voice their opinion. Now I'm not saying they get to be disrespectful. I'm not saying that they get to be mouthy, but there are ways to teach children from a young age up that, hey, I can see you're upset right now. Let's talk about it. That teaches them how to talk when they're upset instead of yelling and screaming and slamming doors and getting violent and all of that other stuff. If you give them outlets when they're young and teach them, I know you're upset. I know everybody gets upset. Everybody gets mad. Here's a healthy way to deal with that. It starts at home, right? Then when you when they become adults, they become a different type of adult. They become a different type of man. They become a different type of woman who is now understanding of, I'm upset. I don't have to lash out. I don't have to blow my top. I don't have to spend 20 years in therapy trying to figure out how to deal with my anger because mom and dad dealt with me when I was young and they taught me 
how to navigate my emotions as a child. They taught me this when I was in the home. So now as an adult, I know how to do this, you know? Okay. So that was topic number one. <laughs> and we might touch back on it. So topic number two is totally different, which this, this comes into the desire part. Topic number two talks about, um, and I can't spell, um, we all have, we, we have goals. I can't say we all have goals, but a lot of us have goals. A lot of us have dreams. A lot of us have things that we say, we give lip service to that we want to do that we want to um, to be a business, uh, whatever it is, go to college, start a business, have a family, whatever those things are that we say that we want to do. We give lip service to a lot of them, right? We talk about them, we talk about them, we talk about them. Can't spell. Um, and yet we don't really go after them. We don't really um, pursue them. We don't put in the due diligence to make those dreams and goals become a reality. I don't know why we don't do that. I don't know why. There are those that do and there are, there are those that don't. Like I told my, my therapist last week, I said, to me, the difference between some successful people and some un and I say unsuccessful, just meaning people who haven't reached their goals. And I say some, because this isn't the case with everybody, um, is that some people give lip service to their dreams and their goals or their wants and their desires. And some people go out there and actively pursue them. Everybody who actively pursues their dreams and goals doesn't always hit the mark, right? And everybody who just gives lip service well, I would say if you only are, if you're only giving lip service, I don't know how you're going to be successful. I don't know how you're going to reach your goals because you're only talking about it. But everybody who puts in the due diligence doesn't always reach the goal either because we we know this is fact. We know people who are out there and they're doing it and they're doing it and they're putting in the work, but for some reason it's just not working for them. Okay. But they're at least they've put they're putting in the work. So at least if it doesn't work, they cannot say. I didn't do everything that I could to make this dream come true, right? Nobody should work harder for you than you. Nobody should want your dreams and your goals more than you. Like I can't be putting in all the work to make your dream come true. I can't do the vocal lessons for your voice. I can't do the dance class for your choreographer dream. I can't go to culinary school for your bakery dream. Like those are things that you have to do. I can help you plan. That's something that I do. I can help you plan. I can help you figure out, okay, well, I want a bakery. What do I need to do? I can help you with steps. I can help you trying to navigate the waters and figure out A, B, and C and stuff like that. But guess what? Even if I put together a plan, you have to do the work. You still got to do the work. If I'm going to do all the work, why would you end up with the degree at the end? If your teacher did all of your homework and all of your, your classwork and studied hard for you, why should you get the hundred on a test? Right? You have to want it as badly as you giving it lip service. If you don't want better, you're never going to get better. 
if you don't get out there and figure out how you're going to get better, like you tired of having no money, you tired of always being broke, you want to go on these trips and you want to do these things, but you can't figure out, then stop saying what it is that you want to do and figure out what you have to do to do it. Lip service does nothing. And after a while, people stop listening to you because they're like, yeah, yeah, here we go again. Yep. Mm -hmm, you said that last month. Mm -hmm, yep. You said. And then by the time you're really ready to be serious, you've lost people. You've lost that first batch of people who were going to be excited for you because they're so used to you never following through that they're just like, yeah, whatever. Oh, she actually started school. Yay. Let's see how long that lasts. You know, and you cannot blame anybody. We cannot blame anybody but ourselves when we get to this point, because it's like the boy who cried wolf. You can only do that so many times before people totally ignore you. And you could really be doing it this time. You could be 100% serious this time. And now you're, now you feel like, oh, ain't nobody supporting me. Ain't nobody got my back. Wait till I arrive. Don't come, don't come calling me now. But they're like, listen, we've been right here cheerleading you on this whole time. And you were sitting on the bench talking about how you want to get in the game. But every time the coach call you in, you're like, nah, my nail hurts. Nah, my toe hurts. Nah, not today. When you going to get in the game? And then by the time you win the game, people are like, oh, I ain't trying to go see that game. She says she's going to play today, but I don't believe her. It's not that people aren't supporting you. It's that they don't know how serious you are because they haven't seen the proof. The proof has said, no, nah, I'm not that serious. It's not, I'm, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready to get really serious. And until you're ready to get really serious, I say, shh. Because you, you are definitely putting your foot in your mouth when you keep giving your dreams lip service and lip service and you keep posting about what you want to do, but you never do anything to actually do it. You'll have people in your corner. You will have people who will say, listen, I'm telling you, you're going to need to do X. You need to do X, Y, and Z. You need to do this. You need to do that. You need... I'm. I've been where you are. I hear what you're saying. You want this. You want better. And maybe you're not even asking for help. Maybe people just see you in a situation and they don't want you to go over the cliff. They can see the cliff is right there and they can tell that you don't see it. So they're trying to help you not jump off the cliff. But you're like, I'm good. I got this. It's okay. It's okay. Until you fall off the cliff. Now you're like, help me. And they're like, well, didn't I tell you there was a cliff there? I told you what to do because there was a cliff there and you wasn't paying me no attention. That's what my husband likes to say. You weren't paying me attention. Now you want my help. Me, I'm going to throw you a rope. My husband might be like, listen, you're going to have to figure out a way up because I told you there was a cliff there. <laughs> but be serious. Be diligent. I always say dream. Nothing wrong with dreaming. But after you dream, plan. If it's something that you really, really want, after you dream it, Plan it. Don't just sit on the dream. Don't just talk about the dream year after year after year after year. Plan. Sit down and plan. Okay, I want to do makeup artistry. I want to be known as the makeup artist in my city. What do I need to do? I need to take a class. Okay, because I I I do me. Let's just let's say me 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 personally. I can do makeup. I do makeup, but I, I'd like to take a class. I like to get some type of paper that says. You know, I've got some type of certificate in what it is that I do, even though I've been doing it for years. Okay, 
So how do I find a class? Well, go on Google, go to all of these and figure out where is there a makeup artistry class? Is there something you can do online? Is How do you do this? Okay. So, okay. After I do that, what else do I need to do? You need to get your license. You need to get or make your business official, get your LLC, get you a name, patent, uh, trademark. You need, there's things that you need to do. So make a plan. Then within that plan, go in next to that plan and figure out how do you do each step, right? What do I need to do to get an LLC? I know I need to do it, but how do, where do I need to go? What do I need to do? How much is it going to cost? You know, what are the steps? Um, business cards, what I need a logo, where do I, what kind, what colors do I want to use on it? Am I going to get a, a an actual place or am I going to start at home? These plan it out and get detailed in your plan. I think the more detailed we are, the more you really see what it is that you have to do. Don't just put the steps in and leave it at that. Like you need to get business cards. Okay. Cause now when it's time for you to get business cards, now you're going to be like, okay, so I need business cards. I need business cards. No, give yourself some room. I need business cards. List three or four sites where you can get business cards or some people that you know that do logos, some some places, companies that you know can print business cards. Figure all it out. Plan it. Plan and then a detailed plan, right? And then execute the plan. What good is a plan if it's just sitting on your phone somewhere or it's just sitting in your computer somewhere or you actually printed it out and it's pinned up on your wall somewhere, but you're not doing any of the steps? What good is that plan? It's again, lip service. It's just more lip service to you not actually doing it. Stop being a procrastinator. Stop, 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 stop being a procrastinator procrastinator and stop letting fear and doubt or whatever it is that's holding you back from your next step continue to hold you back because you don't want to be here next year. You don't want to be next January 2025 saying the same old stuff over and over and over again. You don't want to be here six months from now at the same, sitting in the same exact spot, talking about, I want to do, I wish I could do, I have a desire to do, or I know I need to do, and you haven't done anything to progress it. One step, two steps, three steps, you, you've got time to get them in, but you have to put in the effort. You have to put in the work. You have to diligently be moving forward. And sometimes you do have to pause. Listen, there is nothing wrong with a pause. There's a difference between a pause and a stop, right? A stop is when you you just stop. I ain't doing it. I'm not doing anything else. I'm done. Sometimes life makes you pause. You might get sick. Somebody might pass away in the family. You know, your money situation might get funny to where you can't continue to move forward with, with the things that you were doing. It's okay to take a pause. Give yourself a timeline for that pause, though. I'm going to take some time out. I'm going to take two weeks or three weeks and I'm two days, whatever it is. And I'm just going to I'm not going to deal with this business stuff right now. I'm not going to deal with whatever it is that you were working on. I'm going to close the computer and I'm just going to I need a breather. I need to deal with this other thing right now and not think about this. That's OK, but make sure you go back and you pick it up a pause like you hit pause on the TV, you hit pause on your on your your music or whatever. It's not a pause forever. It's a temporary 
it's a pause. It's a hold on. All right, now let's go. You know, do that. That's fine. If that's what you need to do, by all means do that. But don't stop forever. Do not turn the power off. Keep going. And maybe sometimes you just have to switch focus. Maybe what you're focusing on right now, that's too much for you to focus on right now. Sometimes you have to reevaluate where you are in the timeline. Maybe this right here is too strenuous right now. It's it's taking up too much of your brain cells. It's making you feel overwhelmed. Okay. So put that, put a little asterisk next to it. I'm going to come back to you. Let me move on to something else and try to do something else right now and see how that feels. Okay. Doing the LLC, that's just too much. I, I can't focus on that right now. Let me, let me work on a logo. Let me reach out to some people and try to get the logo done. Let me figure out what my favorite colors are and what type of design I would like on my logo. Flip it and do something else. See if sometimes that, sometimes that will even give you a new sense of not necessarily urgency, but it'll just renew some life into what it is that you're doing when you flip your mindset a little bit. Just same thing as me as an author. I sometimes I get stuck in the part of the story and I'm just like, I can't, I don't know where I'm going. I can't. But sometimes when I'm writing, I know where I want to get to, but I'm I'm here. And I know I want to get there and I know I want the story to progress to there. So sometimes I can just be like, well, you know what? I'm going to leave this part of the story alone. And either what I do is I go back and I read like maybe the chapter or two before. I'll let that continue because sometimes I can catch little things and that re-listening to the story up until this new point can kind of trigger some new words. Or I can leave it alone for a day or two, walk away from it, do something else, or I can start to think about the future chapters. Well, I know that right here, she's about to go and do this, 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 and this. What's going to happen with the next character in the next chapter? So maybe that chapter isn't connected to this chapter. So I can start writing the next chapter and get my mind off of this chapter that has me stumped. It's okay to pause. Just don't stop. Don't stop. Don't give up. Especially if it's something that you really, you know, in your heart of hearts that you really, really want to do or be or whatever it is. Like I keep saying, be like it's to do, like it's a business, but it's not always a business. Whatever it is, as long as it's legal, as long as it's legal, I'm not up here condoning or telling you to go do something that is illegal or to hurt or harm anyway. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you, you know, you, you, you want to be a hairdresser, you want to be a makeup artist. You want to be a rapper. You want to, you know, whatever it is you want to, you want a relationship even. Sometimes you just got to do some self-reflection, especially if you want a relationship. Going back, back to the first topic that we were talking about, do some self-reflection. Figure out what type of person you want. What type of person are you? What do you bring to a relationship? What, you know, what are some things that you might need to work on yourself before getting into a relationship? Because it's not the other person's responsibility to make you happy. You should already be happy. If you are not happy without anybody, you are not going to be happy with somebody. If you are miserable alone, you're going to be miserable with somebody. Because it's not their job to make you happy. You should already be happy. You should be two happy people who get together and who are now happier together. Right? I cannot 
expect my husband to make me happy. That's not his job. His job is, his job may be not to make me unhappy, you know, like, but it happens, right? We, we, we've had issues. We've had arguments. I mean, every couple does. And I get in my feelings and I'd be like, screw him. I'm done with him. I'm done with this relationship. Ladies, we know that this is what we do. We get mad and we say these things, which is why, you know, going back to that previous first topic, learning how to not let how you feel dictate how you respond. Learning how to communicate. Both parties need to learn how to communicate because sometimes we know how to push each other's buttons, right? We know how to say things to get underneath the other person's skin. And then we be like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. I don't know why she said or why he said, but you know, because you know, you know, you know how to do things and say things to get underneath your skin, right? But going back to the second topic, <laughs> stay on topic. Let's stay on topic. Go after your dreams. Go after your goals. I mean, we are a make a way, find a way world society. If you want a cheeseburger and you ain't got but three pennies, you're going to find $5. Somehow, somewhere you're going to find $5, right? If your girl wants to go out and you're like, dang, I ain't got, you're going to figure out a way to be able to go out. We are a find a way, make a way community. So if you are giving lip service to something and you keep saying, I want to do X, Y, and Z, but you are not doing it, evaluate, is it something that you really want to do? And if you're sure, if you're like, I really know that I want to do this, why aren't you doing it? Why aren't you putting in the work to make it happen? Why are you only giving it lip service when if so-and-so over here said do X, Y, and Z, you would find a way, make a way, you would make sure it happened. Your dream is waiting and nobody can make it happen but you. Even if somebody showed up here and was like, here's a million dollars, here's a building, here's the, the name, the lease is paid for the first year, it's fully furnished on the inside, everything that you need to get your makeup, um, artistry business going, everything that you need, it's right here. All you got to do is walk in the door, right? If I still didn't put in the work, it still wouldn't be successful. I still got to put in, in the work. I can't just, I got everything I want. I got the building. Now what? Because if I don't show up tomorrow, there might, they, maybe, maybe they, they, they done did all the promotions and everything. You are booked for the first month. If you don't show up or if you show up and you do a half-ass job because you didn't put in the work to get here. So now you just like, oh, I got clients. But you don't do a, you don't do them service. You don't treat them right. You don't give good customer service. You don't do a good job on their face. You don't know your stuff because you didn't really do the work to get here. So you don't know anything about skin. You don't know anything about different face structures. You don't know what a, what a, a cut crease is. People are asking you for a cut crease, and you're like, "Well, what's that?" And they're like, "Well, you're the makeup artist. Aren't you supposed to know?" You're still gonna lose your business. So you gotta put in the work. Nothing is going to be handed to you. And sometimes things being handed to you, you don't appreciate them as much as the things that you had to work hard for because you didn't have to do any of that work to get it. 
So you don't understand the struggle. You don't want to go back to where you were before because you remembered it, right? I'm not saying everybody because some people can have, if I walked into a business and somebody gave me a business and it was all set and everything I needed was inside, man, I'd be like, woo, yes, I'd be promoting that thing so hard. Man, I'd be passing out business cards everywhere to make sure it stayed afloat, to make sure that my dream was successful. I'm putting in the work now, but I know there's more work that I could do. There's more things that I can do and more things that I'm working on doing. Consistency is key. Being consistent is so, so key to getting you to where you want to be. Diligence and consistency. Be consistent. Be consistent. Don't be the person that shows up sometimes because then people don't know when to expect you. They need to know that if I tell my makeup artist, I need my makeup done at seven o'clock and she said, I got you. They need to know you're going to be there at seven o'clock. Not they got to call you at 715 like, girl, where are you? I'm here. And you're like, oh, man, I totally forgot. I went out last night drinking and I'm still in bed. Like, no, don't be that person. (laughs) Don't be that person. You want to be the person that when so-and-so needs a cake, they know they're going to get a slamming cake. They know it's going to look right. They know it's going to be packaged right. They know when they get it, it's going to be fresh. It's going to look like what they expect it to look like. Be that person. Go after your dreams. When when we have children, we've got to put our children first, right? Not saying that you, while you're raising your children, have no needs and no desires because you still got to take care of yourself. I said that at the beginning. You still got to take care of yourself. You are no good to your child if you are drowned out and exhausted and tired and you have no happiness because all you're doing right now is taking care of this kid. That's not what I'm saying because parents need time away from their kids. Parents need, I don't care if it's two hours, go for a walk. You need some time to rejuvenate yourself as well. You need that. But now you got to, now you know, okay, my baby's going to need, I got a baby. Baby's going to need diapers. Baby might get sick. Baby, so I need some money stashed somewhere so that if baby gets sick, um, I can get the baby some medicine. If baby has a, if baby's sick and I, I got a box of diapers that normally last me a month, but this month they only lasted me two weeks because baby got sick and it was just blowing through diapers. I got a little stash. Babies, they grow like crazy. They grow like little weeds. So like Ivy done went through all her newborn in zero to three months, something she's in six to nine months and she's not even three months yet. So she got tall and she got big so fast. And so, you know, my son and his partner, they, they've got to, to know, they know this, you know, like we got to get clothes. We got to get this. We got to have money for diapers. We got to have money for formula. We got to have money for, as she's getting older, she's going to want toys and things like this and all of those things that go into parenthood. And as they get older, things only get more expensive. Like I say the first year is like really expensive because formula is expensive then pretty soon she'll be able to eat, you know, the, the little rice cereal stuff. And then there's that stuff. And then there's bowls. And then, you know, all of those little things in the first year. But as they get older, clothes get more expensive. This gets, now they got this. Now they want toys. Now they want this. So there's all those little things that go into parenthood. And you've got to be able to do that, right? You, you've got to be able to do that, but you've got to be able to do that together. And you've got to be able to adequately talk to your child's other parent, whether it's your wife, whether it's your girlfriend, boyfriend, whether y'all are separated and y'all are just co-parenting, 
you have to be able to show that child what a healthy relationship looks like, whether his, his or her parents are together or they are apart. Regardless, y'all need to have a healthy relationship because you are teaching your child what a relationship looks like. How do two people communicate their needs? How, how, do, how, do, how does this happen? Do they consistently yell and scream at each other? Are they always, you know, throwing shade and, and snide comments at each other? Are they always low-key mad at each other? Like, or have do they know how to healthy communicate? Do they know how to say, no, well, I didn't hear you say X, Y, and Z. Instead of, no, you didn't say that. Yes, I did say that. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. I said that. Instead, well, I don't. I didn't hear you say that. But if you say you said that, okay. Boom, bang. In the discussion, nobody's mad at each other. You didn't hear it. They said they said it. Okay, so maybe they said it and you just didn't hear it. So just just admit that. Just say I didn't say that. I'm talking to you, Anthony. <laughs> oh, um, communication, communication, communication. We have to be the um. We are, not we have to be, we are the visual for our children. We are the visual. Even, even for those around us, Some you never know who is watching you and learning by watching you because everybody doesn't have healthy role models at home. So you never know who else might be watching your relationship and watching how you communicate. Even just when you're out in public, you know, when you're, you're at the grocery store, when you're at Burger King, when you're at the post office, how do you interact with people in general? Your children are also watching you do that. You know, when your sandwich is wrong, are you snapping at the waitress? She didn't cook your food, so why are you snapping at her? You know, and mistakes happen. Have you never burnt something when you're cooking? Every meal you make is perfect. You know, I know you're paying for it, but that doesn't mean that the cook in the back is perfect and that mistakes don't happen. You know, so being gracious and saying please and thank you and opening doors for people and not seeing somebody with a bag, handful of bags coming behind you and you don't even think twice to just let the door slam in their face. You know, little things, they're not even little. I hate to call them little things, but these are just things that our children watch and it teaches them. It puts into their mind, this is how I'm supposed to act because this is how my parents act. If my daddy does this, if my mommy does this, if my grandmommy does this, <clears throat> then this is how I'm supposed to act. This is how my parents act. So this is how I'm going to act. Or some, some, some children do the opposite. You know, Not all children of alcoholics become alcoholics. Some of them do the exact opposite. But you are the visual for them of how they're going to grow up, the life that you put them in, the relationships that you put them in is what they know. It's all they know. You can tell them to your blue in the face, X, Y, and Z, but what are you showing them? What are you showing them? What are you showing them? So I'm not going to stay long today. It's actually, it's 1230 and um, I'm going to get off. Um, we're going to end it early today because <clears throat> I feel like I'm getting sick. So I'm going to play you another track and then we're going to end it. And um, yeah, you know, y'all have a good day and enjoy the rest of your week.
Never could. 